Hello and welcome to Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God with Eric Green, author, producer, songwriter, recording artist, and senior pastor of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. I'm your host, Cody Willis, and I'll be facilitating this podcast and interviewing Pastor Eric on a variety of topics pertaining to our walk with God, the ministry of the gospel, and the practical outworking of our lives in Jesus Christ. So, thank you for joining us for a lively discussion that we hope challenges and inspires you to think more deeply and biblically about your relationship with God and men. Most importantly, Pastor Eric believes we should all be learning more and more about our God because he has a beautiful purpose and a plan for you. In today's episode, Knowing What Time It Is. I'm here today with Pastor Eric Green of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. And Pastor, it is so good to be here with you today. Cody, I'm glad to be here with you. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity that God has given us to share the good news of the gospel with this podcast format. Uh, I've been really blessed by uh, the responses that we've gotten. And I'm looking forward to the conversations that lie ahead. It's a tremendous honor for me, Pastor, to be able to have these types of conversations with you, um, conversations that have depth and meaning, conversations that are helpful, conversations that have really changed my life. And I just want to let our listeners know that every one of these conversations are derived from Pastor Eric's teachings, including the conversation we're going to be having today. It's a continuation of one, or, one of Pastor Eric's recent teachings. And if you're interested in any of Pastor Eric's teachings. You can find them on the Father's House Eugene at facebook.com or the Father's House Eugene on YouTube. And Pastor, I'm also really excited to announce uh, this being our eighth episode. For our 10th episode, which is going to be posted on October 20th, we're going to be doing something special. We're going to be doing a Bible Answer Man episode. Can you just talk about what that is, Pastor? Sure, sure. Many years ago, I used to listen to a uh, radio broadcast called Bible Answer Man, and I always wanted to do that kind of ministry to field questions and answer them in the moment, and we're looking forward to doing that uh, on this podcast. So here's what that's going to look like if you're listening. We just want to encourage you to post your questions, and it can be anything, something you wish you knew about God. Uh, something that's perplexed you over the years, something that you've read in Scripture and you would just like Pastor to explain it. Post your questions on Instagram at TwistMagPod or Facebook at TwistMagPod, and that's T-I-W-S-T-M-A-G. Post your questions before, or I should say as late as October 13th so that we can prepare those. And here's the fun part about it. Pastor Eric's not going to see any of those questions before we record that episode, and that's what makes Bible Answer Man so unique. Uh, So I just want to thank you in advance, Pastor. I'm really looking forward to it, and let's dive into the topic of today's discussion. Once again, knowing what time it is. Let's go. So as we discuss time today, Pastor, and how to discern the significance of what God is saying and revealing to us, I just want to lay some foundation for our listeners so that we can all be on the same page. I'm hoping you can talk about uh, two words 
that when the New Testament is translated to the Greek, uh, pop up uh, quite often, and it's chronos and kairos. Both Greek words referring to time with two very different meanings. Can you just explain that for our listeners? Sure. Chronos, you hear uh, chronology. And chronos has to do with the way that uh, we interface with time. Uh, The clock on the wall, the calendar on the wall, the days of the week, the years, the seasons, the times as we measure them, and the lives that we live according to those times. Kairos, uh, on the other hand, has to do with eternity. It has to do with how God sees time, and uh, it has to do with his perspective uh, when it comes to the passing of things and the passing of times and seasons, uh, the, the, the panorama of how he deals with time. And Time, by the way, is a function of God. God is not a function of time. God is not something or someone that's happened according to times and seasons. But times and seasons are that which happens according to God. So Kronos dwells within Kairos, and it is a function of Kairos. Uh, when you th- we think of Kairos, we think of God's eternal purpose, um, that God, Jesus is the same, for instance, yesterday, today, forever, that God always was is and always will be. And that's just the way of, of, uh, of expressing uh, who God is and how he works that is far beyond anything that we could grasp other than it being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Because God's dealings once with us, once again, are beyond anything that we can bracket without chronos. Uh, God deals with us and deals with the chronos in context of the kairos. So I hope that's clear. Uh, We'll go at that, I'm sure, a few more times uh, (laughs) in this podcast as we go forward. So it says in Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. There's a lot there, Pastor, but in particular, Jesus says, no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. What did he mean by that? It was very clear from the questions that the leaders of the day asked that they did not have a grasp on God as he's revealed himself in the scriptures and God as he's revealed himself to us in the spirit. So the questions were very base and they were very uh, uh, naturally uh, derived um, and they didn't speak to who Jesus was according to the revelation that they should have had according to the revelation that was given to the Messiah in the scriptures, all through the Old Covenant, uh, the Messiah's coming and his life and even his sacrifice was prophesied. And had they understood that, uh, they, they first of all, they would have had to have come to God and, and been, been worshiping God in spirit to understand what God was doing in the spirit in Christ Jesus. So basically what Jesus is telling them is you're asking questions that are poor questions. And I am not going to even respond to those because God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And your questions, they tell on you. They tell that you do not hear God. You do not know him. Therefore, you ask 
what I will say is ignorant questions. And Jesus wasn't going to respond to that. He said, you already have the answers. If you will open your Bibles, then you will see Jonah and you will see the ministry of Jonah and it will help you to understand what is going on here today. You're looking for a sign. You already have the signs. Read the signs that you already have. So something that I'm reminded of, Pastor, is uh, that we need to be careful not to major on minors. That's something that I've heard you say often. Is that pertinent to uh, what we're discussing here now? Absolutely. God is speaking in the spirit. He's not speaking to our natural man. He's speaking to the spirit who dwells in us. So until we begin coming to God in the spirit and speaking to him and communicating him to him according to understanding of the spirit, there is not going to be much conversation and certainly there's not going to be much revelation. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. That's Those are some strong words. It reminds me of uh, uh, in Luke 16, when Jesus is telling the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus was a, a beggar, and he laid at the gate of, of the rich man's house begging for alms every day, and the rich man walked by him like he wasn't there. The rich man fared sumptuously and lived largely. They both died, and the rich man uh, went to a place of torment, and Lazarus went to what Jesus calls the bosom of Abraham. Now, it's a common place. But yet there was a separation between the place of torment and the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man looked up and saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham and basically begged for Abraham to send Lazarus and just to touch his tongue with with some water uh, uh, to relieve him from his suffering. And then when, when Abraham told him that wasn't possible because there was a chasm between the two of them that, that can't be breached, uh, the, the rich man said, well, send Lazarus back to my brothers uh, to warn them about this place. And Abraham said to him, even if someone were to rise from the dead and go back with this message, they still would not believe. So even if someone raises from the dead, is risen from the dead and comes back to this world today, there are still those who will not believe. And that is proven by the fact that Jesus himself rose from the dead and came back and still most don't believe. Pastor, it says in, in Acts chapter 1, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Yet Jesus says in Mark 13, starting in verse 33, be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. And he goes on to say it is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come. So, so Pastor Jesus is, is, is clearly telling us to be alert. He's clearly telling us to pay attention. But it would seem to me that we are not to be paying attention to things that, um, this is my translation, are above our pay grade. Isn't that the case? That is. There are those things which God gives us authority and uh, responsibility for. That's what he holds us accountable for. He does not expect us to operate in a sphere uh, or, or realm where he hasn't given us revelation. But where he has given us revelation, he holds us strictly responsible, which is why he tells his children to be ready. Um, I believe the prophetic teaching is not given to us to know what's going to happen but it's given to us so that we're prepared whatever happens. 
And I think that's very, very important. It's important for people who, in my position of sharing the things of the Lord and, and uh, who speak prophetically, that we realize that it is not incumbent upon us to tell folks what's about to happen. And that's a warning, by the way, uh, to, to those of us who have a prophetic gifting. That is not the point of telling what's going to happen. The point is, it's preparing the people for whatever happens. And that's what I believe Jesus is sharing here. That's really tremendous, Pastor, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was hoping to talk about the book of Revelation. There's so much focus right now amongst Christians concerning the end times, and 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 perhaps that's good and it's right, but Pastor, I'm hoping you can just give some instruction on where that focus uh, should be and how it should be applied so that we aren't ill-advised. So when we read Revelation and the prophetic words throughout all the scripture, how are we to receive and process it? The most important thing is when we read the book of Revelation, we realize that the title itself points us to the point. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of end times. It's not the revelation of the Antichrist. It's not the revelation of the 144,000. It's not the revelation of what happens to Israel or the church in the end times. It's the revelation of the man, Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. The Son of God, the living God, Jesus Christ, the Almighty. You know, there's a tendency to look at these things in a chronological type of way, according to Chronos. What's going to happen? When is it going to happen? What does it look like? Who is the Antichrist going to be? Where is this going to happen? That is always, always a mistake. It falls far short of what God is revealing to us. Because no matter how much we interpret and how much we study, we still come out with that which is going to fall short of what actually is going to happen because these things are only happening according to the mind of God and not the mind of man. So once again, God is not speaking to us uh, when it comes to prophetic things uh, according to Kronos. He's speaking to us according to Kairos. And our view according to Kronos, the world in which we live, ought to give over, give itself to, submit itself to the fact that only God knows what's going to happen and what's going to happen when it happens. And our focus needs to be on Jesus and not on those events. As it pertains to the end times, our job isn't to interpret them, but if we focus on Jesus Christ, we will then be prepared once again, whatever happens. That's right. The things that come clear to us come clear to us according to God's revelation to us of Jesus Christ. No matter how much we know about the Lord Jesus himself, even, it does not mean that God is going to reveal to us when and where and how things will happen uh, in the end times. That is not the point of anything in this world. Those things are in God's hands, and he will never, ever put them in our hands. Because once again, even though we would know what's going to come, it doesn't mean that we're prepared for it. Because knowing in our minds what's going to come has very little to do with being prepared in our spirits for what's going to come. Uh, humility, obedience, sacrifice, and a focus on Jesus Christ prepares us in the way we need to be prepared, whatever happens, whenever it happens. And we need to remember that one day is as a thousand years to God, and a thousand years as one day. And that's a Kairos viewpoint instead of a Kronos viewpoint. So let us be found having this perspective that is heavenly. Pastor, I want to take some liberty here, and I'm reminded of 
something that you've shared with me, uh, something that you've shared with the congregation concerning a dream that um, I think somebody that you know, perhaps someone close to you, had uh, as it pertains to this idea of time and knowing what time it is. Do, do you recall what I'm what I'm referencing? I do, so I'm going to do my very best to recount it briefly and, and recount it accurately. It, it was a lady who was a highly thought of minister in the Church of Jesus Christ. She had a dream, and the dream, she was in heaven, and she saw herself with a group of people seeing the unimaginable beauty of heaven. And she looked to her right, and sitting on a corner there, sitting on a stoop, was an, was an angel, a magnificent angel. And he was sitting there and he had this pensive look on his face. She wondered, what could someone as beautiful as this angel, what could they possibly be worried about? And he looked up and looked at her. He spoke to her and asked her, what time is it? And then she woke up. And when she woke up, she was rather perplexed because she really was convinced that it was a spiritual dream and there was something for her to glean from it. And she said, Lord, what a silly question for an angel to ask me. What time is it? She said the spirit spoke to her very clearly and said to her, the angels do wonder if the saints on earth really know what time it is. And I never forgot that. <laughs> I never forgot that dream that was recounted to, to us that day because it was so poignant, as I'm sure it is for you who are listening to me now. Do we really know what time it is? It is very important uh, in, in how we live our lives that we display the fact that we know that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back any time now. He's coming back soon. And even though that soon may be a thousand or ten thousand years from now, that soon could be in ten minutes. The question is, do we know what time it is? And that time, once again, is not a chronos time, but a kairos time. Do we know what time it is by walking closely with God, by counseling with Him, by praying, by being in the house, in the closet of prayer regularly, and being prepared for that inevitable moment when Jesus comes back? Do we know what time it is? I'm not sure we do. I'm just curious, Pastor, as it pertains to what time it is right now. Can you give your interpretation of that? Because what comes to mind for me is the word grace, while so many are focused on condemnation and wrath. You know, it's, it's been said through many years that um, we need to be sure that we're not so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. But might I put that differently? Might I say to you and to myself that I'm no earthly good unless I am heavenly minded? And if I'm heavenly minded, then I am aware of the times and the seasons that I'm in. And as you mentioned, we are still in a time of God's grace where his arms are ever outstretched to welcome the sinner and the lost and the broken when he's still sending out workers into the harvest because the fields are white with harvest, there's much work to be done. And if we're focused so much on the world and the chronos and what's going around us, uh, so much so that we are not focused on the kairos and what's going on in God's heart and in God's mind, unless we have the mind of Christ, then we are not much earthly good <laughs> because we're not earthly good until we're heavenly minded. We were talking earlier, Cody, about uh, the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. So let's say you are placed in the middle of a 
thick forest. Then it is actually literally true that you can't see the forest from the trees. But then there's another perspective. Let's say that we're in a helicopter over that same forest and we're looking down on the forest. It's the same forest, but our position is different and therefore our perspective is different. Well, being in the helicopter looking down on the forest, that's a Kairos perspective. That's a spiritual perspective. That's a perspective that God has where he knows and sees all things. It's very important for the church of Jesus Christ to be able to see according to what God shows us. And what God is showing us now is though these are the last days, it does not mean that we're in those days of revelation and the days of tribulation and, and we should be dealing with people and situations as such. We're not in a time where God's pouring out his wrath on the earth and we need to stop pretending that he is or preaching as he is. We're in the day where Jesus' arms, as I said, are ever outstretched to us. And that is our message. Our message is the mercy and love of God. And if we remember that, then I believe we're living in the Kairos and not the Kronos. Wow, Pastor. So as I consider that perspective, the scripture that comes to mind is Isaiah forty thirty one. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And as we referenced earlier, Jesus commanded his disciples to stay awake and be watchful. He says in Matthew 26, verse 40, so could you not watch with me one hour? I'm just struck by this conversation, Pastor, that you referred to the Kairos earlier as God's calendar. And so I'm just encouraged that if I wait on him, his timing is perfect, and there's no need for me to fret about what's going to happen. Absolutely, Cody. And if we have a job, it is to watch and to wait with Jesus. If we do that, we'll be perfectly suited for the Kronos. But praise God, we'll be perfectly suited for the Kairos. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God. We hope you found this discussion stimulating and enjoyable, as well as uplifting. So much so that you'll tell a friend or two and listen in again. Pastor Eric and I will be back with the next episode shortly. Until then, may God bless and strengthen you in your walk with Him. On behalf of Pastor Eric, I'm Cody Willis, praying God's best for you.